This is Brittany Estep. And I'm Chip Richter. And you're listening to the Roots and Wings podcast. A conversation about faith, family, and parenting. We're glad you're listening. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Roots and Wings podcast. We have a very special guest today that we're going to introduce on the podcast. Uh, her name is Kristen Tiber. She's an author, speaker, and a blogger, which is really fun. She and her husband, Dan, are parents of two elementary age children, so they understand that whole world of parenting. Kristen has been a blogging for six years and is the author of Teach Me to Serve and her latest book, At the Well, which we are excited to highlight in this podcast episode. And she currently, uh, with her husband, teaches a high school Sunday school class at their church and is definitely producing more content and traveling and speaking. And it's just very exciting. It was very exciting to talk with her. So we are thrilled to share with you our conversation that we had with Kristen. Yeah, it was a really good conversation. And one other thing that's not in her blo- or her bio there was that uh, Kristen really likes ice cream. And she oh. and she talks about that in in the interview. So, yes, that is fun. Let's let's not forget the That's really different. important parts of this talk. <laughs> All right. All right. So here comes the interview with Kristen Tiber. We hope you like it. We'll be uh, joining you at the end. So stick around. All right. Well, welcome to the podcast, everybody. We're super excited um, today, specifically because we have a very exciting guest. Her name is Kristen. Kristen, just say hello to everybody. Hi, everyone. So glad to be here. Yeah, we're super excited to have you. Um, Dad, I know that you and Kristen have met before or at least have had some type of connection. And so tell us a little bit about Kristen, Chip, Dad. Tell us a little bit about how you guys connected um, and how we got to, to be sitting here today. Well, Kristen can maybe chime in here too, but I, as I recall, at least my, my, my re- remembrance of when we first connected was when you sent me an email <laughs> telling me that uh, about an event or uh, a special event that you and I think a friend and your, all of your children had planned to get. Well, you know what? It's probably just better for you to tell us all about that because I think you would yeah. do it better than I would. Yes. Well, I had seen you in concert many times. Okay. And with my kids, uh, and we knew your ice cream song. And uh, my cousin and I, we uh, she has four kids, I have two kids, and we thought what fun it would be on a summer day to go find the best ice cream in, the ta- in town. Actually, we kind of enlarged it to the couple counties around us. So we spent a whole day going to five ice cream shops, and we would put a playground in between each one. So five ice cream Perfect. shops, four playgrounds in search of the best ice cream. <laughs> and... Every time we were in the car, we would blast your song, Chip, and the kids would yell, and we would have so much fun, and we are still doing it, and I think it's probably like six years later, maybe. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, do you, did you eat ice cream five times in one day? Oh boy, we sure did. And we, after the first year, it took us one year to realize that we need to go to the smallest size possible or the baby size cone at each place in order to not be completely sick. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I love that. So nobody in your family is lactose intolerant. I, I no hope. one is. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. That's super fun. Very That's so fun. cool. I loved it. So did you, I'm, I have to, sorry, I have to ask, did you have a favorite ice cream flavor that came from that experience? You know, we, 
pick out a different a set of five places every year. And my cousin, I don't know how she does it, but she knows every ice cream place in Northeast <laughs> Ohio. So she plans it now, thankfully. And we often just hit new places. But I feel like there's always, my favorite always has some coconut flavored ice cream in it. Uh, cool. That's cool. Yeah, I feel like I need to become friends with your cousin. That sounds like my yeah. kind of person. <laughs> You're welcome anytime. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I do. So that's my recollection. And so, and, and I know, um, Kristen, I've, I've seen your family at concerts too. So I know we've, mm-hmm. we've seen each other and got to say hello. So, but yeah, and that's kind of how we've met. That's kind of how I learned about Kristen, her blog, um, her and then some of her books. And so as we started the podcast, I thought, you know, I think Kristen would be a perfect guest mm-hmm. for us to have. And so that's kind of, that's the story. That's kind of it. So, Yeah. So Kristen, tell us a little bit. We kind of mentioned there that you have some books and you have a blog. Tell us a little bit about, about you and your journey to get, how did you start from point A to point B and kind of tell us a little bit about what you do, you know, right now and how you got there. What does that look like? That, that is a very long answer. (laughs) Um, The Lord has just taken me on a very fun adventure and not at all where I thought I would be. I, um, I went to school for Christian ministry. I thought I was going to be working with youth uh, and the Lord just kind of rerouted into a different way. And I never did um, like a professional youth ministry job, but we've always been serving with youth. My husband and I were the youth leaders at our church for many years and now we teach the high school Sunday school class for probably going on six or seven years of that. And when um, I stopped working, when my kids were born, um, I got back to my love of writing and really just, I started blogging because it was, I felt so busy with kids. I felt it was just, it had its own set of challenges and writing was an outlet for me, but it was also a chance to remind myself that even the little moments can be celebrated, that we can have fun, that we can pause what we're doing or do something just for a lark. And that's mm-hmm. where that started. Um, the books came out of the, my first, it's just an ebook, Teach Me to Serve. And it was just to help moms who had preschoolers um, find easy activities that start that heart for serving others. And that's where that one came. Uh, and then my latest book from just this past year, uh, was is at the well, and that is something that the Lord has been working in my heart for since probably when I was out of college. Um, I wanted to write a book for Christian singles that would that would encourage them to just wait on the Lord and um, surrender to Him, give this area of their life to Him, and it just. But back then, it wasn't the time. You know, it, it wasn't the right the right moment. And so, um, in a very fun way, the Lord told me, uh, that it was finally time. And he, it, what's funny is that even back then I had the name of the book, I had the divisions and what happened was my husband and I were down in Hocking Hills and, uh, just hiking for a, like a little birthday getaway kind of thing. And my husband, Dan had gone up on a higher path and I, I was just down lower sitting on my own. I had my great camera. I was shooting pictures and enjoying create God's just beautiful creation. And I sat on this giant rock and at the well, which is the name of the book at the well flashed through my mind. And I, I think I laughed out loud 
And, but I remember saying, now there is a book I will never write. Hmm. And lo and behold, I found myself in a webinar the next week on publishing and really felt the spirit convicting my heart saying it was time. Hmm. And we know a lot of young people who are this age. You know, I, my heart for this book was college and young adults in 20s. Um, and, but what's funny is the Lord has even opened up doors into the high school arena with this as well. And so it just, it's been really exciting and kind of funny how he works. So I feel like I'm all over the board with, you know, from young to old, but just, you know, following the Lord and seeing mm. where he takes us. I think Chris, Kristen, I think it's interesting too. When you say, um, you know, I thought you, you were on a path, you're on a course that you thought you was clearly defined and laid out, and then how all of a sudden God just takes <laughs> you. And I think, isn't that common, you know, for uh, many of us, if we look back, um, when you, you know, of course, they say hindsight's 2020. When you look back, you could just see it. This, you know, when you're in it, it feels, it can feel crazy and mm-hmm. feel like, what? And Brittany has some stories about what? You know, we're going to do what? You know, but God has a plan. I believe it. And if we just kind of rest in that, and I know that kind of plays into your At the Well book. That's part of the message in the book is really encouraging young people just to, to as much as possible, to rest just mm-hmm. in the season they're in and not to be too anxious about it, you know, to, start, right. to get some time to just be still in that. And so for all of us, I think life is full of twists and turns. But, you know, I know last week in our podcast, we talked about being in the everlasting arms, you know, kind of thing, just that God loves us. And we kind of we just need to rest in that. So mm-hmm. anyway, I appreciate that. You know, your that your story has that element in it. I think it's good. Yeah, for sure. I noticed on your uh, like in your book on your bio, you said that you met your husband on a blind date. Can you tell us a little bit about how you? I thought this is going to be a good this, story. Yeah, <laughs> tell I, us a little bit about how you met him and what that looked like. Sure. I never thought I'd meet my husband on a blind date. I. I, you know, I was out of college, back living at home, working, and the place where I got my haircut, the salon, the hairdresser, who I didn't even know that well, so one of the owners there, talked to my mom. And she's like, I have this cousin who I think your daughter, you know, they might hit it off. And <laughs> my mom, knowing that I really wanted to, you know, eventually marry a believer, she's like, is he a Christian? And uh, she said, yes, he was. And so he, so she came home and she told me, and I was like, no way. I don't yeah. know this person. You know, we don't, you know, no way. And I, I remember I ran some errand and the Lord just worked on my heart and I came back and said, okay, fine. So he called and eventually we set up a coffee date, um, which neither of us drink coffee even. But <laughs> we... We went like he came and picked me up and he was driving this really old kind of beater car because he wanted to save up his money. And, you know, he was cash for cars, that kind of thing, which was awesome. Good for him. Um, and he's a very tall guy. So and I'm I'm reasonably tall. And I remember he walked in and he's six, five and a half. Oh, wow. Oh, my tall <laughs> for the first time in my life. And we just we, you know, we started spending time together and just, you know, Oh, like openly to see where the Lord would take it. That's awesome. So you said that you, so you met him after college, yes, right? I was 24. So you're 24. 
so I'm curious. Um, I live on a college campus, so I'm a resident director, and I work with um, – I just live with students. So I work with upperclassmen specifically, like that 20 to 23-year-old range, and relationships are always a part of conversation, right? And I am curious to hear, what was your thoughts when you were in college? Was Did you feel the pressure to – like be in a relationship? Did you feel like that was constantly the next thing? Like, oh, what are you doing after college? Oh, oh, you haven't met some? Oh, okay, that's fine. You're fine. You know, like that kind of a thing. Tell me a little bit about your experience with that and what you saw kind of before and after college. Well, I went to a Christian college and there was definitely the feeling of you should meet your mate here. Um, And while I did not feel the pressure necessarily myself because I, I was just so confident that the Lord would give me the right person at the right time. And so while my heart wanted it, I also could rest in the fact that if not now, when the Lord knows, you know, it's time that it'll, it'll happen. But I Mm -hmm. do remember it being hard for, you know, even some friends, just that pressure of not knowing your future is, or timing is, is very hard at that age. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. about to try to go find a job. It's every, all these moving parts in your life. And really when you think about it, the Lord is the one constant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to hear a little bit more about um, your book at the well. Like I, I know that's your current, your current topic and you kind of talked a little bit about um, kind of navigating singleness. What, what is some, what is like some of your biggest takeaways from that? What, what lit your heart up about that, that caused you to dive into that? It, the book is focused on the story of Genesis 24 with Isaac and Rebecca. And I mm-hmm. love this story because it is not just a true story. It is beautiful in terms of they meet at the well and the well being God. And so I think the biggest takeaway is for young adults or any single person for that matter, to go to the well, to go to where God is and grow in your relationship with him, trust him, surrender, and then wait mm. until he brings mm. that other person to you. Mm-hmm. I feel like the word wait <laughs> is the one that people go, oh, <laughs> like, okay. That's, and do you, I, 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 I'm so interested in this just because I do have conversations with young adults often. Do you have any advice or how to help somebody wait? How do you how do you patiently wait? How do you enjoy the season of waiting? I think so many times we see waiting as something that's passively done. But we can mm. actually actively wait. Mm. We can make the choice to wait. I like that. And when we do, we are making the decision to trust God with our future, to trust him with that relationship, to trust him with love, romance, and dating. And Mm -hmm. when we do that, I think not only will he help us in that area, but I also think it's important to get out and serve Mm -hmm. and do something outside of yourself Mm -hmm. where you can be a blessing to others. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Actively waiting. I've never heard it phrased that way, but sometimes when we hear the word wait or rest or be patient, we think we have to lock ourselves Mm -hmm. up in our house and board our windows up. And I think that is such a beautiful picture of community doesn't have to just be people, community relationships. It doesn't, it isn't just in that one, you know, soulmate relationship. There's a lot of healthy, good things that can happen while you are 
waiting, right. you know, for that, for that desire of your heart. But I love that. That's exciting. Good. Cool. So that your book at the well is, is that the only place it's sold is on your website? Is there any other place? It's sold on Amazon and it's also uh, through Ingram Spark. Perfect. Cool. Kristen, what would you say if you could look back and talk to your 20 or 22 year old self, what would you tell, what is one piece of advice you would give your yourself then um, looking back? I think I would say, don't worry, uh-huh. be confident because the Lord has a great path for you and it's not going to always be what you think it's going to be, but when you're walking in step with him, it is a great and spectacular adventure. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So I, I appreciate the, the blind date and, and the mystery of all that. I think that's pretty cool. But then, of course, you and Dan get married. And how mm-hmm. how many years were you married before you decided to start your family? We were probably married uh, about two years. About two years. And so, no, you- actually, more than that, three years. <laughs> <laughs> we were married in 2004. My son was born in 2007. Okay, so great. So you have two kids, yeah, a boy and a girl, right? That's right. And they're elementary age. They are third and third and fifth grade. Okay, great. And Ooh, that's pretty cool. So you are you are right in the thick of it um, with some of the fun things with I think you know as I remember it, but but your so but your first book um, mm-hmm. I'm interested in. Um, can you just talk a little bit about that about that book and then and maybe when you when you wrote it were were you already a, were, did were the mama preschoolers or and so anyway I'm just curious about the seeds that kind of came together sure. to make that happen. Sure, uh, my son was in preschool at that time. I think they were you know, maybe two and four years old, and I really wanted to de- be intentional mm-hmm. about developing a heart to serve about thinking outside of yourself, because at that age, you know, they don't, they don't. In fact, even as they get older and even as adults, sometimes we don't think beyond ourselves, but that was one thing I wanted to be deliberate about and was amazed how even just a little act just planted a seed in Mm. them. And then I could see that seed grow as we would do more to help other people or serve. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you were actively doing this with your kids. You were, yes. you were, this is intentional on your part to want Absolutely. to grow a servant's heart, to, to see them kind of, to foster kindness, um, <laughs> thoughtfulness. And, um, and so that's what you were doing it. And so then, then how did the book come out of that? Did you just start to write or did you just start to think about that? No, yeah, I was thinking about it. And really, I just felt a burden on my heart to do this. And I knew that's when I'm supposed to actually write something was because the Lord was placing it in such a burden. And it was a fun book to write. You know, it's not any kind of complicated book. It's 99 ideas for parents that are very doable. Um, Even the ones that just start at home because home is where you learn to start serving. So it's and a it's a very practical book. It is, yeah. The reason I'm spending some time on this because I really think it's a great resource and one that our audience, a lot of people that listen to our podcast are going to want to take advantage right. of. Well, the 99 things, they're, they're just very simple. And what I didn't want to do was add burden to mm. a parent because sometimes you hear all these great ideas and you're like, oh man, I should be doing that and I should do this. And it ends up being more of a burden than a blessing and a help. And so these are really, I mean, there's a couple things that might take a little more work, but a lot of them are, you know, just 
easy things that you can implement. Um, I remember one of them was just, you know, having your child serve everyone at dinner. Mm-hmm. And while you have to be careful with the preschooler, but just those acts and starting that foundation of putting other people before you. Mm-hmm. Did you, as you wrote that mm-hmm. book and implemented those things into your family, did you notice a difference in how your kids were responding to things? I did. I did. And what's funny though is as they've gotten older, I've seen how, and this is true for us too, is they might find a different way of serving easier that, you know, while giving money for one of my kids is a little tougher, but for the other one would hand over everything. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you ask the opposite one just for some help or they need like something done at someone's house, right there, ready to go. And so it's been interesting to see how maybe the way we're wired now, I think we all need to serve, but God is going to work in us where we are most natural. Mm -hmm. Hmm. That's good. That's really good. That's so good. Um, well, like I said, we will, we'll definitely link to your to this book, and it's called Teach Me to Serve and 99 Practical Ways to Teach Your Preschooler. And it's, I guess you say preschooler, I, is it, is there any age? Is it too late to start? <laughs> I no, just, not really. I mean, what I found was that um, a lot of parents just said, boy, it really got them thinking with that kind of mentality. So even just going through it, they started coming up with their own ideas that yeah. suit their family, no matter what the age. That's good. That's really good. Mm-hmm. So both books, we'll make sure that those, you can, people have access to both those at the well and teach me to serve. And mm-hmm. so what about what's, what's happening new? Is there something in the mix? Is there something on the stove? I mean, what's cooking? <laughs> I am I am working on a new project, a new book for writing, but I think it's going to be a while. I think it's going to be cooking for a while, uh-huh. um, but I am speaking more. So uh, later this month, I'll be speaking at a young adult summit in Pennsylvania. Oh, good. Cool. Good. Cool. Now, will you be speaking on your book at the well, like that idea of relationships or what, what do you find yourself speaking most about? You know, for this particular event, yes, it's on at the well, it's um, about navigating the season of singleness Mm. and Mm -hmm. it's for the 18 to 30 year old range. And I'm, I'm so excited about it. I think it'll be great. Great. Um, I also speak to women's groups. So that topic, you know, kind of changes with the group. Mm -hmm. Good. And Mm -hmm. if, and if someone wanted to connect with you, um, maybe talk about a speaking engagement or connect with your books, um, is your website the best place to go for that? Yes. So I have two sites. Mm KristenTiber.com is more for the books and speaking and then celebrate every day with me is the blog. Is your blog. Well, Mm -hmm. we we will link both uh, your website and your blog so that our listeners can go to our website and get that. Sure. Well, thank you, Kristen, so much for taking your time to be with us and just kind of sharing a little bit about what God's placed on your heart lately and how he's used your passions and desires to produce some awesome content. You know, I'm really excited that I feel like this book is I'm excited. I have it here, so I'm excited (laughs) to dive into it myself just as I work with young adults. I think that's a really beautiful thing and really appreciated you being with us and sharing your heart. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Kristen. We'll look forward to having you back. Yeah, check out her book. Check out her blog. It's good stuff. All right. Well, that was our interview with Kristen. Um, That was a great conversation. That was a lot of fun for us to 
to connect with her. Yeah, and, uh, she was very, very fun, easy to talk to, which is wonderful. You know, we um, after the, we turned the mics off, we were we got to chat with her a little bit more because she's got a lot more to say about a lot of other things. And so mm-hmm. um, I think pretty, pretty sure that you're going to hear from Kristen again uh, in future episodes on a couple other topics that we kind of talked about off off mic. So uh, stand by for those. Mm-hmm. So And it was cool, Dad, as we were talking to realize how we were saying she has this experience in working with younger kids. You know, her first book was geared towards preschoolers, young kids. And then she also has this um, heart for young adults and college ministry and, and, and that stage of At The Well. It's kind of where that, that book is targeting. So it really is a wide range of of resources, which I think is mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really unique. I think whatever stage of life you're in, I think you're gonna you're gonna find something good there. So, all of the links that we mentioned, all of the all the resources we mentioned, her books, her blog, her website, um, we, they're all linked in our show notes. And here's where you go to get that. Go to our website. It's rootsandwingspodcast.com, and you will see all the episodes there and within the episode content. There's the description and all the links are there too. Don't forget to share Roots and Wings podcast with your friends and also to rate us and review us because we would love to hear your thoughts and um, let us know what you're thinking. Drop us a, a line or an email or give us a shout and we would love to love to interact with you that way too. So thanks, Britt. Frank, thanks for all your time today. Thanks for being such a great interviewer. Good job. <laughs> right back at you, <laughs> Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in this week, and we look forward to touching base with you guys later. See ya.